Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome, everyone. It is episode 41 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This week, we are talking about embodied movement. So, what is embodied movement? What does it mean to move totally embodied? And some questions that I asked, I did a little survey around before I started this podcast, what would people like to know about movement and embodied movement? And some questions were, what does it take to move without judgment? What is, what does moving without judgment mean? How does that look? And some other questions were, which we'll explore on today's episode, was the embodying consciousness. What does that mean? What does that look like to embody consciousness? And can you dissipate fear and abuse energy from the body with dance? So these are some of the questions um, that was sent to me for two weeks, this week's show from the listeners who are you guys <laughs> who are curious about this topic. And I will address all of these today, tonight, and also just speak to my own experience as well. So welcome if you're joining on the live stream, if you're listening to us in the future Welcome. So first up, let's start with what is embodied movement? Embodied movement is really anywhere you are dropping out of your head into your body and moving your body, not from the control or the form and structure of how you think your body should move, but really from the question and the curiosity of hey body, how would you like to move right now? So it's really embodied movement is where you allow your body to move, where you allow your body to lead, where you allow your body to show you what movement it would like, what movement it could create and it could be without you trying to control it, dominate it, um, stop it, limit it, it limit it, and... Um, or even you determining what's appropriate and not appropriate. So like if you look at the energy of you, how old were you when you first started to judge what movement was right or wrong? And so a lot of us were very young when we first started to judge what was the right or wrong movement. And usually it was impelled on us. So we were told, you know, don't move like that. You're moving too fast or slow down. You're going to fall or sit still. Why are you always wiggling in your chair? And so you start to learn from a very early age what is appropriate and what's not appropriate, where you can move and the different ways you can move and when it's right and when it's wrong and when it's good and when it's bad. So everything that is and everywhere we have been all the judgment that has been projected onto you and your body around the right and wrong movement and the appropriate and non-appropriate movement that you 
have been now dominating and controlling you and your body wish, can we destroy and uncreate it, please? Right round, good bad, papak, honor shirts, boys, povets, and the ends. And that's the access consciousness clearing statement. I don't always use it on this show, but it's popping to use it right now. So that you can learn about the access conscious clearing statement on www.theclearingstatement.com or come and take some access classes and you'll learn more about how that clearing actually works. But it's really just undoing those places like we don't even realize how many energetic judgments we have of movement that doesn't allow our body to embody and have a freedom of movement. So for so much of how we move our bodies is from what's right and wrong and to get a result. And so how old were you when you gave up the joy of movement? And a lot of us gave it up very young because it, we were we were told we had to. We were told, you know, you only you need to perform in a certain way. And that's another thing. Like in this reality, movement, in particular dance, and a lot of movement doesn't have to be dense. It can be going to the gym. It could be, you know, well, certain t- most movement is for a result. So take about think about like going to the gym, going even going to a yoga class, going to um like uh, fitness class, all of those, a lot of that, that we do it to get a result. And there's a form and structure to it. There's like, you have to move your body a certain way. You're told the instructions. You're told what way it's supposed to look. And then you have dance, which movement, all movement, if you can move your body, you're dancing. People say, oh, I can't dance. Well, if you're moving your body, you're dancing. But in this reality, dance is all done from the performance of how it looks. It must look a certain way. You must follow certain steps. It must look pretty. It must look nice. It must look in sync. And that's all done from the performance. And a lot of that is done from judgment. So anywhere you're judging your body and judging the movement, you are not embodying movement. The minute you judge your body, you separate from your body and you are doing it you are controlling your body. So a lot of us have done, have had years of controlling our bodies, make them look a certain way, try and get a result, perform a certain way, look pretty, look nice, have a certain shape, work out a certain way. And all of that really, what what it does is it kills the freedom and the joy of body. Um, so for me, I started to explore like embodying movement without even really knowing that's what I was doing. Um, when I was 21, I stopped drinking. Um, I used to take, you know, I used to be party and I raved in a pizza and I did all that club nightclub scene and I loved the music and I loved going out dancing. But at 21, I couldn't continue to live my life in the same way anymore. So I stopped drinking. I didn't take any drugs. I just totally cleaned up my whole life. But what I found was going to nightclubs was really empty and people were just drunk and just dancing kind of totally not in their bodies. And there was a real disconnect for me. Um, And at the time I was going through a lot, I had a lot of awareness, a lot of weight. I was having, going through an awakening, really like a spiritual awakening as such. I was waking up to all the lies of this reality at the same time, waking up to totally beyond this reality. And movement became a way for me to move energy. It really just came a way for me to like 
shift energy, to dissipate energy, to move energy. So I, you know, if I was had a racing mind and I was feeling upset or emotional, I would put on some music. I would be in my room. I would put on my AirPods, you know, AirPods back then, I think it was headphones. Um, and I would play music and I would just move. I would just dance. Sometimes in front of a mirror, sometimes not. Sometimes it was out on my parents had a decking look overlooking a forestry. It was out in the decking. Sometimes I would go out into the golf course. There was a golf course right next to our house in the evenings when the golfers were gone and it was just a wide open space and I would dance on the green. And what it started to shift in me was it started to first of all, drop me from my head, from the mind thinking into my body. And then all the things I was feeling like sadness, anger, upset, that would, I would move that. I would move all those feelings and those emotions with the music and the movement. And what I found that the more I did that, the more it would just create this space in my world. At the time, I didn't know it was space. Now doing access, I, I, I have more an awareness of space. But at the time, I just knew, wow, it took me from racing mind, feeling like I was insane and crazy, to dropping into my body, moving all these emotions and feelings. And then, and then from there, just becoming oneness, oneness with everything, with the art, you know, there'd be just like this sense of possibilities in my world. Suddenly I went from, I'm so fucked up to what, like this sense of anything is possible. In the movement, I became alive. The, I, I started to access me in the movement. I started to access me beyond the definitions of what I had thought I was. And my body started to awaken my body started to become alive again. I had been numbed out. I'd been put on medication. Um, I was totally disconnected from my body. And as I started to move, my body started to wake up again. And I started to connect with my body again. I started to drop from my head into my body. All of that was done, not from the performance, because nobody was around me. It wasn't, I had no concern about someone seeing me. I was willing to let go of control in the movement. I was willing to surrender, to let it all go, to be out of control, to jump around, to twirl around, to, to be fiery, to move in all the different energies and not stay stuck in any of them, but move through them without being concerned about what it looked like, without being concerned about anyone seeing me because I was doing it by myself. And so that was the beginning of me really discovering movement as a therapy, not as, you know, okay, I'm going to dance when I go to the club, we're going to drink, we're going to get fucked up, we're going to listen to the DJ, we're going to think we're so cool, you know. It really became about, no, it became about me moving my body in a way that actually allowed me to move energy. Um, and that was the beginning of me really embodying movement. And so where is it for you that you could actually start to embody movement? It may not be that you go through the same process I did, but even when you're, you know, going to the gym and you're running on a treadmill, are you actually in your body? Are you actually present with your body? Are you in your head? 
Are you thinking? Are you timing yourself? Are you looking around you, seeing who's watching, seeing what other people are doing? What if you could really start to like cultivate a practice of checking in and being like, okay, am I actually present with my body right now? And actually start to look at, okay, what am I doing this for? Like, am I here choosing this to get a result? Or am I choosing this to actually allow me to embody more? What if movement was a tool that facilitated you in embodying all energies? And that brings me to the next question, which was um, a question from one of the listeners was, how do you embody consciousness? Like, how can I create, how can, her question was, how can I embody more consciousness? What consciousness am I embodying and how much more can I embody? Great question, right? First of all, can we just say what consciousness is? So consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. That's what consciousness is. So when you include everything and judge nothing, you are accessing more consciousness. So as you move your body, do you choose movement from from being out of judgment and that also requires you to be out of control right so what movement could you choose that allows you to be out of control and that's for me where the dance came in because the dance was a place where I could be out of control I didn't have to do a form and structure to the movement I could really just move and allow my body to really show me and guide me and allow my body to be the leader your body is the one moving. If you didn't have a body, you wouldn't need to move. So for what reason would you not allow your body to lead? And so embodying consciousness is the willingness, number one, to move without judgment. And then also the willingness to let go of control, to not have to be right, to not have to portray an image, to not have to look a certain way. And it's and it's it's actually it sounds it sounds great, right? But so many people resist it because control is so much more valuable than being out of control to us. We've spent so many years, so much energy controlling our world, controlling our body, dominating it, manipulating it, manipulating it, telling it what to do, telling it how to look, telling our bodies what to wear, telling our bodies how to move, when to move and what way to move it. And only when we move, do we only move when we need to get a result. So the idea of moving your body from the joy of it and really out of control, not controlling it, letting go of your mind, letting go of what it looks like is it will bring up shit in your world. And so a lot of people resist it, not because, and they'll say it's because, no, I don't like to move that way, or I don't like to dance. I don't want to do that. It's not because of that. That's the, that's the reason and justification. Really, it's the vulnerability of letting go of control. It's the vulnerability of letting go of the image of what you think you are, the definitions of you, and what I found is in the movement, and this is a weird word, I don't use it much, but I'll use it because some, for some of you will read, it was like death of my ego. 
and you ego, whatever mind, whatever you want to call it, debt of the mind. It was like, it was allowing my mind to be destroyed, really. Debt of the ego. Because what would happen was, well, just to forward on from dancing by myself in Ireland, I then found a, found a practice called Five Rhythms, which was a bunch of people who all get together in, you know, a in a studio. And a, there's a facilitator who leads the classes and plays and plays music and facilitates and holds space. And so I found there was a bunch of people doing what I did at home, but there was actually a teaching to it and there was a facilitation to it and there was a process to it. And so when I found that, I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Like I'm not alone in the world. It's other people who do the stuff that I do. And so in moving from doing this by myself in my bedroom at home to I'm now doing it in, with a group of people, that was really more of like debt of my mind, debt of the ego, because I could so see when I would start, even though I knew what the movement created for me, I could so see the lies of the mind. Oh, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. You look ridiculous. Do you really want to be here? These people are freaks. Are you going to dance with them? These people are weirdos. You don't belong here. All the stuff in my mind that was set up to control me, to limit me, to keep me in the box of control. See, your mind is a calculating system designed only to control you. Your mind does not want you choosing anything beyond anything you've chosen in the past. Your mind only wants you to choose that which you it already knows, which is control. Your mind is the controlling system. You, the being, are like, can we play? And your body's like, can we play? And then your mind is like, no, no, this is, we don't know this. This is new. You're, you can't try something new. You need to go back. We're losing control now if you try something new. If you are willing to actually go beyond the lies of your mind and not actually feed into them. And what I learned to do was just ignore them. Just like keep going regardless. Um, and that's helped me out in so many areas of my life, not just movement, with business, with money, relationships, just keep going. Ignore what my head says. Ignore what the mind says. And as you keep going, that's when you start dropping from the mind, dropping from your head and into your body. And that's where the magic lies. The magic is in your body, guys. The miracles are in your body. The key to all the magic and mysteries in the universe is in your body. It's when you embody, when you drop out of your head and drop out of your mind. And I started to see like, wow, like all this stuff up here, it will be there but I can just know that none of it's true and real and just go beyond it. So that was the beginning of embodying more consciousness for me. And then I said, consciousness includes everything and judges nothing, right? Well, what I started to see with the movement was what were the things that I was rejecting? What were the energies I was rejecting? What were the energies I was refusing and avoiding? So there were certain energies in the movement I was very comfortable with moving with. And there were certain energies I was like, mm, avoid that, stay away, push it out. And this is where I started to see how and be, and all of you could start to see, how do you embody more consciousness is when you start to embody all energies, right? So for me, I would go in and I'd start moving my body and the flow part of the movement, which is the warm up. That part, I was like, oh, can we just skip this and go straight to the fire? 
I was very comfortable moving with fire, with power, with with um with the fire energies, the the anger, the power, all of that I was very comfortable with. But the flowy energy, not so much. So it's like I started to see places where I was like, oh, okay. So I don't I resist flowing. I avoid flowing. I'm more like, let's go in hell blazing into the fire and like let's be the power. And the flowing, I kind of just want to like skip past it. So I started to see like the different energies that I was avoiding and refusing. And those were the places I started to ask to be them more. Like, okay, what if I didn't resist this flowing energy? What if I could, where in this could I actually start to access more of me? And then like, okay, I'm, I love the fire, like, you know, the power, the fire that was like, let's, let's go. And then like that being out of control in the movement, the chaos, I started to see that was a process. That was a process of letting go. That was a process of me surrendering, of becoming out of judgment, of letting go of the judgments of what was going on with me, what was going on with the song, what was going on with the teacher, what was going on with the people around me. It was really up to me whether I let go of control or not. And whatever experience I I would have was totally 100% up to me. And so I started to see like where I was, where I was starting to embody different energies within the movement. And then you were moving with other people. So it's like, okay, can I move with this person? Not have to move in sync, but can I move opposite them? Can I allow them into my world? Can I drop my walls and barriers? Or do I have walls and barriers up like, don't come around me, don't come near me. And you start to see like, okay, am I actually willing to be intimate first with me and then with others? Am I willing to allow other people to see me? Am I willing to be vulnerable? Am I willing to actually say no and move on if I don't want to keep moving alongside this other person? And so the embodying consciousness was really embodying all energies. And then as I started to evolve more and more in the movement, it was like, oh, am I willing to embody sensualness? Am I willing to move with sensualness, even if nobody else around me was? Am I willing to allow myself to turn my own body on, even if nobody else was turned on? And it's really, and the movement really showed me accessing all energies, embodying all energies, as the definition of consciousness is, consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. If you want to embody consciousness, can you actually move with all energies and not judge any of them? And then the other part is, can you move with all energies and receive other people judging you? Because maybe if you're moving with sensualness, someone else may judge that. And can you receive that without shutting yourself down? So what energies do you resist and refuse and avoid moving with? And what energies are you comfortable and feel good moving with? And if you start to look at the parts of the movement, and even if you don't, you know, dance, that's okay. If you go to the gym, look look at like, what is it that you're comfortable with? And what is it that you avoid? And what if you start to lean more into what you avoid and you resist? Like if you're listening to me and you're like, I would never dance, 
don't ever put me dancing don't ever put me in a movement class with Amy or anyone else <laughs> maybe you should come and try it out you know um there was I was resisting like I asked my body recently what was the type of form of movement that I resisted the most that my body actually wanted to do and it was weight training and I had a lot of judgments about weights and weight training um, and then I actually asked my body to okay find me a class that will do weight training in a way that's fun for me and I did I found one um, and since I started I am so much stronger in my body I have so much more sense of um, just power and and strength and and I'm having a great time so it's like what if the thing that the movement that you've been avoiding what is so let me ask you this what is the movement that your body has been asking for that you have been avoiding and if you didn't avoid it and would actually choose it what would it create for you your body and your life and what if you're willing to actually just go there? Because it's not so much the movement you're avoiding. It's more the energy that you will access when you choose the movement that you're avoiding. It's always energy, guys. It's always an energy we're refusing. It's never about the actual thing. So it's like when you, you know, you're signed up. Like I, there used to be times where I'd be signed up for a movement class. And then right before the movement class, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go. Right? My mind again trying to stop me. Was it the movement I was resisting or was it an energy that I was going to access in the movement that I was avoiding, resisting, avoiding, refusing, resisting, refusing, receiving? And so have a look at that. Like what what are the energies that you're refusing? What are the energies and what is it that you're asking for that you say you desire, but yet you're still rejecting? You know, like I'm always asking to be out of control, but yet I still avoid the movement that I know allows me to facilitate myself to be more out of control. So it's like getting really honest with yourself, like just get honest with yourself and be like, okay, I'm saying I want this thing, but yet I'm avoiding the thing that will allow me to access the thing I say I want. <laughs> so everything that is, every, everything you've been avoiding and defending with movement and all the energies you're avoiding and defending. Pop only shirts, boys, poets, and beyonds. So when I looked at, okay, was I really avoiding, like, was it really about the, not going to a class to do weight training? Or was I avoiding the power I would access when I chose the weight training? And when I resist, you know, doing my embodied movement dance that I do, is, am I resisting the dance and the movement or am I resisting being totally out of control that I access through the movement? So what are the energies that you could access through movement that you're resisting and avoiding receiving? Everything that is times a gazillion can we destroy and uncreate it, please. Right, wrong, good, bad, papak, only shirts, boys, poets and beyonds. And, you know, I didn't really tap on to, I kind of roundabout addressed the question about dissipating fear and abuse energy from the body. So just to be clear, anything that is a judgment is abuse. So if you're willing to drop out of your head into your body and embody movement, you will be undoing the effects of abuse and judgment on you, your body, your being. So 
and fear is not real. I, I spoke to the fear thing, right? So fear is, you know, that's your mind trying to stop you. Like when you would show up for the movement and your head would be like, oh, don't go there. Don't, you know, are you really going to dance with these people? Like all that, they're all fear-based thoughts, judgments designed to stop me. Don't pay attention to them. Don't give them energy. Move in a way. What I've found is when I move, when you embody movement, you embody with the art. So when you drop out of your head into your body, because your body comes from the art, you also come back into communion with the art. And that is the ultimate healing. If you want to heal your body, embody beyond judgment, move your body beyond judgment and come back to communion with the art. I have found many different awarenesses, healings, like <sighs> energies just being changed, dissipated, released from me getting out of my head, moving my body and moving with the art. So once you, if if you are embodying movement, you are moving with the art. You cannot embody and not move with the art because your body is not separate from the art. You separate from your body and you separate from the art when you judge you. So if you would like to have an embodiment with you, your body, and the art, choose that which will will facilitate you beyond judgment whether that's movement whether that's body work whether that's getting a bar session all of the above like every day what if every day you were like okay how much more can I embody today how much more can I move with my body how much more control can I let go of how much more can I dissipate and release everything that is not mine into the earth and that's what I found. I found that in dancing on my green in Ireland on my golf club and even dancing in your house, you don't have to be out in a green. You are moving with the art. And that is where the magic happens. Because you, your body and the art are magical. And I found incredible things move and dissipate and release out of my world when I got out of my head into my body and got and moved with the art. So, and I do a lot of that in my classes too. So if you're still not really clear on what it is to move with the art, um, I do a lot of online classes and online movement classes. And the whole time we are, facil I'm facilitating you, your body, your being and the art. And it's coming. And that's what the dance to oneness, this is what the dance to oneness came from. It's about, getting out of your head into your body and and having your being and your body in communion with the art that's the dance to oneness so um and this is where it started it started for me on a golf course in ireland that's where i was dancing to oneness that's where i started accessing consciousness um, and then later found access consciousness and together those tools the access consciousness tools, the embodiment practices I, I played with and continue to play with have shown me so much and propelled so much 
change into my world. So if you're interested and you have more questions about that, just let me know. Um, like I said, with lots of online movement classes, I do have an in-person dense immersion weekend happening this weekend coming in Nashville, Tennessee. So it's May the 13th is Friday night. We'll be at two hour evening movement class to get us ready for the weekend. And then all day Saturday, all day Sunday, it's going to be a deep dive into movement. So on the Saturday, we're going to dance with all the art elements. We're going to dance with art, fire, air, and we're going to dance with the universe. We're going to dance with water and all the art elements. And then on Sunday, we're going to dance with sensualness, intimacy, trust, vulnerability, dance with sexualness and orgasm and really get deep in our bodies and find out like the magic and mystery of embodiment through embodied movement. So if you are listening and you're in a different country or town or city and this is calling to you, let me know, reach out to me. I may come to your town or city if um, if we have the interest there. And if not, and you'd like to join us online, um, you can always go to www.amyshine.net events. Um, we don't have anything up right now for movement, but we will have a movement membership coming possibly August or September. Um, and I will have seven days of dance with vulnerability online happening in June. Um, we do have previous classes I've done, like dance with the fairies, dance with the leprechauns, dance with trust, dance with um, sensualness. They are in my shop as well. So you can always go to www.amyshine.net forward slash shop. So, and look it up, like look up five rhythms, look up ecstatic dance, look up um, journey dance, look up Nia. There's all different types of movement probably local groups near you too. And I know there's many ecstatic dance groups across um, the world. So this is a movement that's happening. Every teacher, you know, facilitates a little bit differently and go out and explore it. Um, so thank you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for those watching in the future. And um, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.